0: Good morning. It's time for a Monday podcast today. I have an amazing guest for you. But before we get into that, I want to talk about why I chose this topic and why to have this guest on. You see, almost three years ago, my life changed unexpectedly, just like that. The blink of an eye, I realized that the life that I thought I was going to live was no longer what was happening. And I've written articles on it and I've written a whole book on a lot of it, but I haven't really talked about it that much. And it's interesting because divorce was really the catalyst that I needed to see what I was running from and the things that I needed to face most, right? If you've ever been through a divorce or a breakup, you know that the journey is filled with Ups, ups, downs, downs, lows, lows, heartbreaks, loves, joys, sadness, all of the things, right? And it all sucks. But what I've realized is that divorce has also been an incredible journey that has allowed me to step into the greatest version of myself. And so this podcast today isn't so much about personal attacks or why my marriage didn't work out or, or why all these things went wrong, but rather how you can find wisdom and growth in a place of emptiness if you feel like your relationship is over or you feel like your marriage is over and you're not really sure what to do. There's an interesting quote by Brene Brown. She says that we all have a choice in life whether to put our real selves out there or to hide behind our fears. And I remember you know, when I was going through the, the divorce, I wasn't really sure how to process all of what happened. And how I was really going to step into this new life. I held on to everything because it gave me a sense of control. It's the only story I knew. And none of it was easy. And you know, it's like when I found out life was going to change, I was immediately rushed with this like crazy amount of endorphins that led to a host of internal battles that made me numb all the things that I needed to feel. Right? So in this place of chaos, I felt weak, spiral out of control, and it led to the destruction of who I was, you know, that came in the form of sex, drugs, alcohol, and things that I'm just not proud of. And it was lonely and the need for connection was real. The feelings of shame I experienced after one night stands were real. You know, the, the guilt of drinking in an empty bottle for nights were real. And so all these things added up and they forced me into deepest, darkest pit of emotional hell I've ever seen. Fortunately for me, this place of darkness is also where I found courage and strength to pick myself back up again. And so if you are in the middle of a breakup or divorce or something, and you feel like you have nowhere to go, you feel like you have no way to process and realize how this life could be better. I promise if you trust your heart and you trust the path, there's a new life waiting for you, a better one even. And when I learned to surrender the idea that divorce could be the best thing for me, amazing things started to happen when I surrendered. And there has nothing in my life that has been more powerful than discovering the gifts underneath my wounds. I found peace in darkness and I know you can too. It doesn't matter where you're at in your divorce journey or breakup journey, you're definitely not alone. And I know it's hard, but you have the power to make this painful life, a beautiful gift. And if you're willing to surrender what life has to offer, amazing things will happen. So this guest, Olga, is an expert on divorce, and she's going to share with you her modalities and expertise on how to use divorce to really find yourself and to unlock the greatest potential. And so if you're listening to this right now, do me a favor, go ahead and share this with anyone you think could use it in the middle of a divorce or middle of a breakup, and also review it and let me know what you think. Because... There's a lot of great things coming up, and I talked about this last time on the podcast in the Friday Flow, but I'm changing things around here, and I'm really excited to share all the cool things. In fact, you'll notice today I got a new podcast cover art, and I'm just really excited to share my story and my gift with the world. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, I'm George Colantis, and welcome to the Art of Tough Transitions podcast. I'm a writer, I'm a personal coach, I'm dad, but more importantly, I'm exactly like you. I know what it feels like to want to reach into your past and change anything you could have done differently to erase all the events that you wish didn't happen. You know, after going through my own rebirth, I've realized there really is nowhere to go in our lives. Then maybe the purpose of our lives is to not try to change the outcome of what we might be facing, but to simply be with our lives with as little as resistance as we can create. You know, if everything starts with a story, these stories I will share and the guests I will bring on will give you the power to free yourself from the heaviness you might be feeling during your transition. The purpose of this podcast is to show you that you are not alone in the world. Whatever is happening at this moment in your life, when you feel lost, couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't. When you find the strength to step towards living the edges of the unknown, you begin to accept your entire life story rather than resist it. You know, one day you'll be able to look back and see that this day was a defining moment for you. You might not see this right now because you are finding ways to step between the spaces, but I promise you will love, you will laugh and smile again. Someday you will tell your story that the challenges you are facing right now, did not crush your soul, break your heart They made you open because your voice matters. It always has. And so do you welcome to the art of tough transitions podcast. All right. So we're going to get on to it. Uh, today I have an amazing guest, her name is Olga. We met a few months ago uh, through Instagram, which is very interesting. Uh, we'll get into that another time. But uh, her specialty is divorce, and she has an amazing story. And we're going to share that with you today. So, Olga, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm going to ask you the question that I've asked everyone so far. What is the toughest transition in your life so far? And how has it made you who you are today? Or how has it like helped you transform the life that you have?
1: Oh, George, what a good question. Uh, The answer for me is obvious. It was divorce. And it wasn't because I was just trying to end a marriage and wanted to get the hell out of it and all that. It was because I wanted to do divorce the right way. And I had no idea how to do that. And even though I have higher education and I've been an entrepreneur, and I, I, I think that I'm pretty resourceful when it came to trying to divorce in an amicable, healthy way. There was just nowhere to turn, and um, that's where I, I was so lost. I literally was stuck for three years just trying to find the answers. And I don't do it stuck, you know. I'm like constantly moving forward. So for me, that was my toughest transition, and I really had to figure it out by myself. I had to sort of create the template and then experiment in my own life with the process. That, that then I turned into my methodology. But Yeah, that to me was the toughest transition. There was no help and I had no roadmap and it was quite scary at times.
0: Mm. When you say like that you were stuck and you were lost, is it because you weren't sure if divorce was right for you or if you were making the right decision? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, Because I know for me, I went back and forth for almost a year when I knew And I won't expose the details of my divorce. But when I knew that like my marriage was done, like there was no going back, but I held on to everything I could because it it gave me some sense of control until I said, okay, enough was enough. And I just made the choice. Is that kind of what you were referring to or?
1: Yes. And that's what we all go through. I I said very few people have the luxury and I'll put luxury in quotation marks of having such a horrible relationship that they go like, that's it. I'm out. And they never look back most of us are very scared to lose what we have no matter how sort of miserable or mediocre it is comfort is a drug and in our society these days marriage is the way forward no matter what construct that mm-hmm. marriage is built upon so for me i stayed in i call it the, the limbo of divorce and i stayed in it for 3 years i knew that we were done i knew that our relationship was completed but it wasn't awful So it was so hard to let a good thing go, even though I knew that there was something much greater, much more aligned with me, that we were going to be way happier, separate ways. I just couldn't believe that there was a way to end the marriage that was going to allow us to go into the next great chapter. So three years stuck in, okay. Shall I stay? Shall I go? I know that I need to go, but what if I'm making a huge mistake? What if this is going to affect my children? Then we have all this incredibly negative narrative around divorce that does not help. Very few people, you and I, I think are some of the few leading the way of saying, guys, there is light at the other end. <laughs> and we're here to show you that life can be so much better. Yes, divorce is a painful transition. Nobody goes through it and goes, that was a party. But once you get to the other side, and especially if you do what I propose, which is a lot of learning and working on your emotional intelligence, you can be empowered instead of traumatized. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's a very difficult moment in life where you have what I also, I, I came up with all these terms, by the way, just because I think that we need a Love better it. narrative for divorce. And one of the terms that I came up was with Fofu, which is like, you know, formal, like the fear of missing out. But in this case, I don't know if I can swear, so I'll just say it's the fear. Yeah, go of,
0: for it.
1: Okay, perfect, it's the fear of fucking up. And that to me is huge. When it comes to ending a marriage, the fear of fucking up is like, your constant. There are no many constants in this journey, but that one is one that all the time, all the time you're thinking like, I am going to fuck up my life my children's life, and for what? So yeah, it's, it's a very, very emotionally stressful journey. And very little guidance, especially positive holistic
0: guidance. Mm, I love that. The fear of fucking up. <laughs> Not the fear of missing <laughs> up, the fear of fucking up. which it's awful. Yeah, that's all that's awesome. I haven't heard that one. I'm gonna use that one definitely. But like fear of fucking up. So what, what's interesting, you say we have to learn about it, and uh that to me has been the, the biggest like driver in my work today. Like, I wanted to learn how to accept all of who I was to be able to move forward to navigate whatever comes to my life because for me and many others that I've coached and, and, and talked with, like who are on the similar password, doing the work, um, the only way forward is to understand who you are and where you've come from. So did you have that story that, that was said, that said divorce was like bad or wrong, or did you come from a divorced family? Like what, what initiated those thoughts?
1: I come yes. Oh so, yes. So this is where I, I become the aberration. And this is why I say it's possible for anyone because I come from what I say I had one marriage but three divorces and the reason is because my parents divorced when I was a little kid but they took 10 years for that lovely process to happen for 10 years they were in the were staying together for the kids situation which to me is horrendous and whenever I hear anybody saying that then I say let's sit down and talk about your living for the kids because you cannot put that burden on their shoulders so they stay together the I mean it it all deteriorates it's it's obvious if you stop loving someone it's never gonna get better so 10 years of hostility until finally my father left they had a pretty horrible divorce um i come from spain the woman was not protected at all back in the day so my father left started a new life we were left pretty much with nothing so my mother was traumatized for the rest of her life she never even dated again and she became really resentful Um, that created a story in me which That's different. That's for the inner work that we have to do. But uh, then my father went on to marry somebody else and then he divorced. But once again, he hadn't learned how to do it properly. So he did it horribly wrong again. And he actually passed away before he completed the process because he was in the middle of litigation with his soon to be ex wife. So he passed away and now his children are left with the fun um, work of been in courts for three years. We've already been in court for three years with his ex-wife trying to do the financial separation. And then I finally got to the one divorce that I'm responsible for, which is my own. And that was the only one that I said, okay, I'm not replicating this awful pattern. I know that they didn't teach me how to do it properly, but we are in the age of information. Ignorance is a choice. I'm sure that even if there is no template on how to do this, I can put it together. And that's when I went ahead and had a divorce that to me, it, it was one to be proud of. And that's why I created the methodology because I was like, well, there is another way. And just because we had all this sort of corrupt programming doesn't mean that we have to replicate it. You can just go in it and change it. So that's that's what I did.
0: Mm, yes, very, very powerful. What I understood is that you, you felt something within, you knew you needed to change, you reframed it. And then you realized if you gave meaning to this like divorce will say this this bad thing Divorce, but you, you then you were the also the one that could create a new meaning for the life that you wanted to create so divorce was no longer a bad thing it was something that was really what you needed to do to to be your best self
1: and George wouldn't you agree and I know that you and I had our really dark night of the soul going through our divorces but wouldn't you agree that if you use this opportunity as a catalyst for growth there is no looking back and going like yeah, you know what? I'd rather stay in what I was. Uh, you, we all look ahead and go like, wow, I learned so much. I actually became the person that I am today because I was kind of forced to learn how to do this. I actually, all my emotional techniques came through the divorce. I had to learn mm-hmm. all the things that were not taught in the school. I had to learn conscious communication, negotiation. I had to learn how to deal with my emotions so they wouldn't affect other people and the end result. So to me, it's almost like, I want people to go through it. I think that if you learn how to deal with divorce, you're dealing with the biggest transition of your life. Therefore, hey, well, bring it on. I mean, like yeah. you can go through COVID, through a lot of things and, and you're prepared for them. You build that resilience. So to me, divorce is far from a bad experience. You can make it a bad experience, especially if you do it unconsciously. But if you say, okay, this is my chance to, up level then hey we're here to help you you know and i know that you also help uh, people it's, it's a transition let's just navigate it gracefully
2: hmm.
0: and why do you feel like people lose themselves in the process why do you feel like they give away so much power towards this 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 thing this relationship
1: once again because we are not taught how to do this i was um i was writing the introduction for my book and i said you know last time i checked seven out of the 10 best-selling books on the list, they were on relationships and they were all about how to get the man of your dreams, how to get them to say yes, how to get them to stay. And then they were like, oh, what to do when, you know, she goes down and, you know, how to fix the unfixable. But there wasn't a single book about, okay, people, we are done. How do we end this? How do we complete the cycle? so when we are faced with that we literally i think that we all feel like we're on a, on the on the edge of a cliff and we're just asked to jump and it's like what's gonna happen here yes, somebody help me figure this out so i think that we just get terrified so we get lost mm-hmm. we've already gotten lost in the relationship and that again it's for all those book on, on relationships there's very few information on how you remain as a powerful individual in a relationship it's all about you disappear in there and you create this union, and it all becomes about a new union. And I'm no, 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 no. I mean, we have to remain sovereign individuals in the relationship, and that's what makes it powerful. Don't become half. But we do that, okay? We do it because that's what we're told we have to sacrifice for the husband, the wife, the children, the in laws. And then we get to the end where we're like, okay, I'm already half of who I was. And then the other half is going to get lost in this process called divorce, where Again, another term that I coined is the divorce purge, which is where it's the eco-death. Like you lose all your identity. I went from being mm-hmm. a full-time mom and spouse and business partner and all the businesses that we had together and our group of friends with the same group To Okay, all this is up for grabs. And then let's see who gets in there and grabs everything faster. And I was like, I'm not going to fight for, for shit. You know, like if it's meant to be mine, it'll come to me. But very few people can have that sort of, uh, bird's eye view or saying, no, 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 no. This is okay. We, we go out there and we fight because we feel that like we're losing or the, the half that we had. So again, it's, it's a process that needs someone holding your hand and someone saying, okay, okay, okay. We're going to sit down to negotiate. Uh, wh- where are we coming here? Are we coming from ego? Are we coming because we're scared? Because we're terrified? Because we don't know what the future is putting in front of us? Or are we coming here with the sense and confidence of I can do this? I've done it before I can I can find love again I can find resources again I'll be financially successful my children will love me even if I'm what I call a full-time part-time mom mm-hmm. that time that I'm with them I'm way better now I'm not stressed I'm not thinking I'm not doing breathing exercises so I don't blow up with my <laughs> partner who is not fulfilling me you know what I mean so to me it's all I gain but the way that is perceived is we just lose we were purging all these things and I say, you know, the diverse purge will only take away what is not needed. So yeah, mm. if you lose friends, if you lose assets, if you lose time with your children, look at the look at the other end. You're gonna be gaining. You're you're making space. It's it's also like the condoing of our lives. You know, you're doing a Marie condo, and instead of cleaning up cleaning out your closet, you're cleaning up everything that in your life has to go, so the new can come in.
0: Yeah, massive, massive. I love that because like, I mean, this applies to any type of breakup or separation or loss anyways, but mostly relationships, obviously like to the heart and it takes a lot of courage to, to leave something, even though it hurts. Right. It takes so much courage. And that's what I, you know, I wrote about that in the book. Like I realized this whole entire thing, like we had this thing, we both knew that wasn't going to survive. And one of us wasn't going to make the choice. So I had to find the courage, even though it drove me into like the darkest pits of despair to leave. And it would have been more comfortable to sit, but I chose to to do it and make that choice to to listen to my voice, to listen to my truth. And then I went through the five stages of grief, we'll call it, you call them the five stages of divorce, which we'll, I'll ask you about here in a bit. And I, I, I reframed and luckily I found a bunch of mentors, but I found it's just like, essentially like working out or anything, right? You got to break your muscle down. So I had to get broken down to be able to build back up to who I was today. And I realized for me, at least a lot of this stuff was already within me, but because I attached my self-worth to this identity, to this relationship, that I wasn't able to feel what I needed to feel to come through. And when that was broken, then I was able to actually live with an open heart and be who I was today. So it's very powerful. So let's talk about that. There are five stages of divorce. Let's go into them. Yeah,
1: but George, can I say something before we move to that? Um, yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna insist on this. Um, I actually, um, one of the things that I say to all my clients who come to me, and if they are the ones asking for the divorce, which I always say, be very careful. It's not that they want the divorce, okay? Very few people wake up one day and say, yes, this is going to make me so happy. <laughs> it's just that, like you say, you know, somebody's got to step up to the plate, you know? So when they feel a lot of guilt about it, and I have to tell them, look, one of the things that I kept saying to myself while I was going through that involved divorce, where I didn't you know, should I stay, should I go, it was, one of the most courageous forms of I love you sometimes is goodbye. Mm. And it is, it's saying like, I love you enough to say, dude, we don't wanna be in this. I mean, it's gonna turn really bad. And I love myself enough for that. And I love my children enough for that. So to me, when people say, oh, you know, the people who divorce are cowards. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, because you have no idea what these heroes, in my opinion. I, I actually have so much respect for anyone that actually takes the blame and takes the the, you know, the has the fortitude to say, okay, let's let's end this, okay, because it it's for the, it's not for the faint of heart. And another thing that I I also know is that then people will take sides and they'll be the victim and the perpetrator. So the perpetrator is usually the one, like I said, that asks for the divorce, is the one that eventually says, you know what, mm-hmm. there's there's nowhere to go, like you say. And um and then those guys have to then deal with the pain of people's opinions and judgment so to me those those are really courageous biases. so I just wanted to put that out there in case anyone is feeling guilty and like well you know it's it's very weak to do this not at all so now moving up to the stages again I have um, different stages that to me um, I named them in my book with ways that we can totally relate because the, the five stages of grief, I, I don't think that they fully apply to this. Um, I do understand that divorce is many things and one of them is loss and is sadness, but it has so many other uh, components. So to me, the divorce journey starts with the, what I call the come to Jesus moment, which is when you, you just sit down one day and you go, what are we doing here? And That's the time that you know you get into the limbo of divorce where you're like, shall we stay, shall we not? And I guess that's where you find most of your clients come to you with the I don't know what to do. And I wish that someone will tell me. And I always say, you know, I also wish that there was like a pregnancy test, you know, that you can just pee on a stick and it tells you positive or negative. It tells you you can leave or stay. It's not that, it's not that 100% reliable. But if you're listening to us, if you're Googling how to divorce, if you are already asking those questions, something inside of you is whispering and you may want to start hearing those whispers because otherwise it's going to get louder in there until it starts screaming and you know you can save yourself a lot of pain Um, you can do this in a very painful way with a lot of suffering or you could do it in a more graceful way so to me that's the first stage the come to Jesus moment and that's where a lot of denial plays into this equation because you're like I know you know a lot of gratitude for what you have which is a very good exercise but you also have to be very honest with yourself and say, is this what I really want for the rest of my life? Because that's kind of like what you're saying. If You don't leave, are you, are you committing to the rest of your life? And I do this exercise with my clients where I say, today, however your day go, multiply for 365 and then multiply that for as long as you think that you're gonna leave. Is that what you want? Is that happiness to you? So that's, that's a process of a lot of intros- introspection. Uh, which again, we haven't been taught how to do, we haven't been taught how to sit down with our emotions. So, I think that again, you need guidance for that. Um, the second stage will be that it will be sitting with the feelings, and that's incredibly scary. And most people don't want to do it, most people just want to bury, they just want to kind of like the denial stage. They, I'm just gonna numb it. And you know, I, I think that there is a huge epidemic of opiates and alcohol abuse, which is disguised mm. as. Yeah, no, I'm just a drinking mom or a, yeah. <laughs> or a dad that wants a few margaritas. Uh, you know, we know what it is really. And, and you and I, we, we sober up. That was, to me, was a huge thing as well. After the divorce, it was like, I did a lot of drinking just to stay in that place, what I call the unhappy place. You know, it's, it's unhappy, but you, you got to stay in it because society tells you so. So that's that's the next stage. Then there comes the stage of, okay, something's got to go, you know, and that's when you sit down. And again, I think it's so important to be properly guided here. And I'm not trying to sell our services. I'm just saying, you know, read books, talk to a therapist, do whatever you need to do, but do not have the conversations without proper planning, without having a strategy, without knowing how to have conscious conversations. We haven't been taught how to listen, how to speak, how to not attack. And when you're getting to the end of your marriage, there is a lot of resentment built up that wants to come out there and put it on the table and then we always wonder like oh my god how did that conversation turn into an argument and it's like well, it was kind of set up from the beginning that way so again that's you you have to plan all those conversations with your spouse with your children with um, your relatives and friends and and then comes the stage of okay we're playing it, we're playing this game so get your get your divorce team and that's another thing that tends to shock my clients but I say you know gone are the days of we're gonna use a lawyer and the nastier the lawyer the better. And now we realize this is a holistic process and we need the professionals. I would not dream of building a house just with an architect and go like okay now lay the foundations and do the electricity and the plumbing. No you get professionals to do each thing. So to me a divorce team will involve always a divorce coach that's your professional paid friend that is going to be there for you and is also going to really advise you professionally on what your options are going to educate you and going to teach you the skills and tools that you need for the process. I also recommend that you have a lawyer but it's not a lawyer for the whole process. It's not a retainer lawyer that takes control of the process unless it's super complicated, um, super high conflict couples. I recommend that you have a lawyer to explain your rights at the beginning of the process, to ask for guidance as the settlements are being drafted and then before you sign anything. And then I also suggest that you have a financial analyst that specializes in divorce because that's key. Assets, liabilities can come to bite you in the ass if you don't spread them properly. And then a therapist, if possible, Um, there is a lot of, like we said, inner work that's gonna be done here. Sometimes the divorce coaches Will be able to help you complete the whole process with, within their package, the time that you have together. But sometimes it's going to run deeper. So you may need that extra help. Those to me are essential. And most people go, oh my gosh, that's going to cost me so much money. No, a lawyer is the one that has the highest hourly rate. If, and and they, they're not even qualified to do half of the tasks that I've just described that these other professionals do. So don't try and go to your lawyer like most of us do with your therapist, your therapist needs and start telling them about you know how sad you are about it they, they're going to charge you for the hour but they're not going to give you the, the help that you need so that's the stage of put your, this thing together get all the help that you need this is a huge transition in your life again you don't want to fuck it up so do it properly and then the last stage for me is the one where you get the logistics done at the same time as you deal with the emotions, that's what I call the holistic divorce, everything plays together. And then you complete the process, which you and I have done it. I mean, at the end of the day, once you get to the agreements, the actual legalities and logistics of it are not that complicated. But once you sign everything, then it's time to celebrate and it's time to get ready for what I'm so excited about, which is your next great chapter. And that for me is where a lot of the emphasis has to happen beforehand. We do a lot of visualization, journaling. We try and create this new person that is gonna come out at the other end. And, and then we work on reinforcing that new identity, which is really what you wanted. I mean, part of us is like, yeah, I wanna leave my marriage, but you also wanna leave that old self. So we, we work towards that. So to me, the whole process is it's like a pregnancy. Yes, you go through these incredible labor pains and contractions and you're like, I don't want to do this, abort, abort. But then at the end, you're left with your beautiful baby. And then that's when the, when the fun starts. And that's to me, the whole point is you have this new lease on life and we've seen it, you know, I'm in my forties now. And I feel like I'm freaking 20, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm living a life that I couldn't even dream of. And again, it wasn't my husband, my ex-husband's fault. It was just, you know, the relationship had completely cycled. So.
0: Mm. So I'm very visual. I think a lot of people are as well. And I think, uh, Unless I ask this wrong, but I think I'm asking correctly. Uh, let's do you have one of those visualization drills you could walk us through that could help? Let's just say someone is thinking, like, because you already said it, and I totally agree with you. If you're thinking about divorce and you've never talked to a therapist or anything, you're probably already on your way through that divorce. Like, it's probably already too late. I'm not saying that that's the 100% definitive answer, but most likely that's what I was going through. When I had to look and research, like, my relationship was dead gone like it was time. Um so anyways, do you let's let's go through some of that. I w- I want to feel that. Let's go.
1: <laughs> well, George, I want to tell you I want to do it, but at the same time we can do like a little vanilla version of it, but one of the things that I stress about divorce is that it has to be a very tailored experience. It's it's not one size fits all. So what I do with my clients is the first two sessions I let them speak and I want to hear their story. That's another very important part. Mm-hmm. Our story needs to be heard. Okay. But again, it needs to be heard.
0: All right. So you and- want to do it on me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, talking. But, but the important part is that with that story, I use N- N- NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So I get the clues of how your subconscious is working and what are the programs that you have running through your head. So then with that, that's my script, okay? So you're giving me the storyboard and then I put it together and I create visualizations for each individual client. I never give anything like, here, just think about a waterfall and then the future is looking right. That to me doesn't really work when we're talking about this. This is like surgery, okay? I want to go laser focused. So in each visualization, I will go for each specific, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but it's like those false beliefs that you told me unconsciously, you just drop them all over our conversation. That's the visualization that I'm gonna create for you. So before you know it, George is gonna fall asleep every night hearing someone rewriting that script. Mm -hmm. So after 20 white days, I ask all my clients to do this before they have the conversation with their partners. You're a whole different human and you're not going to be talking to your partner from that old version of George. All those false beliefs are gone so now you're gonna be talking with that i am my future george and this is what i want and there is confidence there is clarity so i mean i don't know if that disappoints you but no <laughs> let's
0: let's talk about some of those false beliefs so like I, I know that my false beliefs were i'm not worthy i'm not loved i'm not good enough I'll, I'll never find someone at this age like are those common ones can you can you walk us through some of those
1: ones Oh, oh, those those are those are the bombs. Of course, George, those are the ones that I mean, our society has created them. So if you live in the Western world, and this is something very interesting, and if for those of you who plan on going traveling in the near future, hopefully fingers crossed, go and observe other cultures. We are being deceived to be a society that is very, very flawed. So all of our advertisement, all of our education points at how weak we are, how our bodies are going to fail us, how only youth is valuable. The elders have no wisdom or anything. They're just, you know, they're so cumbersome. This is what our society does. It makes us feel that we're worthy, that they need to buy the next product to be Mm. fulfilled, that we need to be in that relationship to be validated. So yes all of those, you have to go in there and go, George, my dear friend, like, look what you've done with your life. Look how far you've made it. Look, look what, what are those dreams? And you, you're right now making those dreams bloom that could have died. And I don't want to say, you know, what could have happened, but maybe you see in your marriage. This book would not have come to life. And those to me are because you were feeling not worth it and not valuable. And To me, the biggest three, which I do put in all of my visualization is people need to be heard, seen, and loved. Those three, those three. We, we, We find it so bizarre to think that we've been in a relationship that we weren't heard, seen, or loved. But when you start telling me your story, I'll find those places where you felt that way. So even if you don't say to me with those words, I know where they are. So then when I create the visualization, I will say like, look, this is how you're heard. This is how you're seen. This is how you're loved. So what you're doing is you're pre-programming yourself. The next time that you find a partner that starts making you feel like that version that we've already created, you're going to know instantly. Mm -hmm. Because love in the past, and this is why another one of the theories that I put forward in my book is that love in in our first marriage is created out of trauma and is created out of needs that weren't fulfilled in our childhood. And this is even for those who think that they didn't have traumatic childhoods, there is a lot of unprocessed emotions that we try to heal in our first marriage. We are so young, we haven't lived life, we haven't gone through anything. So we think that the other person is going to complete us and heal us. And that's where, when we come to our second marriage, which is where to me, the second, third, fourth, whatever, however, however many runs around you wanna have, that's when you are becoming more of you. And that's where you're understanding how you wanna be heard, loved, and seen. So that's where to me, the real, George, Olga can come into play. Before it was just the damaged version and it was the version that that's why first marriages are so doomed. And I, I'm sorry if you're in your first marriage and you think, this woman is nuts, this is gonna last forever. I hope it does if that's what makes you happy. But also understand that the likelihood of it, it's very little. And we, we, we think that the statistics are 50% of marriages ending divorce, wait until we're done with this whole fun situation that we're living in the world i mean Mm.
2: it's
1: it's it's accelerating and um, it's very hard for those sort of unrealized versions of ourselves to stay committed to one person for the rest of our lives so that's what to me the the again the magic of divorce happens this is your chance to rewrite yourself to go okay this is the real george now yeah i just i
0: I love what you're saying because you know, in the grand scheme of thing, we, we look at this thing as it's such a bad thing because of the way we were taught, because of the way we were growing up. So either or makes us hold on to this thing that's either really bad. And so we punish ourselves, we shame ourselves, and we feel guilty. But in reality, like, it's just a story, right? And it is what it is, right? Like we, you know, and it's fucking hard. Like, I think that's what I needed to hear. Like going through this whole entire thing. Like I, I luckily did what you had recommended, uh, and it was already post-suicidal like attempt. So I had already worked through that things, but I had a coach, I had a therapist and I had a lawyer. Each one did a different thing. I didn't do the full lawyer thing. I said, look at my paperwork. Is this right? Do this with me. Good to go. Bam. A lot less money, still a little bit more expensive, but a lot less money. Their coach and therapist work different things. And then I realized like, okay, like this is It's not the, I can't say it's the best thing that ever happened to me because it fucking sucked and it still
2: sucks.
0: (laughs) But but now I'm free to be whoever I want. And I don't have this attachment to this thing that makes me worthy to be a man or worthy to be a a husband or a father, right? I know that I'm an amazing father without a wife by my side. I know that I'm an amazing man without a wife by my side. All these things that I thought men were supposed to do. So that's what I love about your approach is that you help people reframe their situation so they can accept all who they are to become a better version of self to step into their next great chapter and that's very very powerful because most of us lose our power in our relationships like you said
1: and that's something that again i want to remark as well Um, it is no fun it is not a good experience it's no matter how civilized how amicable you are it's so painful you feel like you're losing yourself it's so confusing I, I equate it to being blackout drunk and somebody telling you drive yourself home and you're like how the hell do you want me to do this and you know sometimes we just give the key to that other person thinking that the lawyer is going to take us home but we don't know are, are their intentions aligned with ours. so to me it's very much about you need to sober up and sober up emotionally but it's 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 not easy to do on our own because again our society hasn't taught us how to do this. If you look at any movie, when you're left or you leave someone, what is the narrative that they tell us? Drink yourself silly and smoke a pack of cigarettes and go on a binge. It's, it's just like very few films out there will say, "Just sit with it." Come on, just sit with it. It's gonna stack. But this is how we go through. Very few. We're told to numb it. We're told to deny it. We're told to just. Pull those through it, and and that's where I feel the pain of all those. I work work mostly with women, but I know that men suffer just as equal. Um, Of all those women lying in bed, crying themselves to sleep, and having suicidal thoughts because they're so desperate for help and they cannot find it. So that's why I created this. To me, it was like, okay, I, I know the world needs many things, but this is a priority, and also because of all those children that either were left in the no-divorce marriages, which to me are very dangerous because you're leaving these kids in this complex zone without an exit, or they go through a really horrible divorce, and then they have to deal with parents that talk and fight and blah, blah. So to me, it was like, let's create a new paradigm. And we're ready for it. And people Mm -hmm. are ready. People really want a way of saying, you know what? Let's just end this as good as as healthy as we possibly can and move on. it's we're not in the old days you know where it was all about revenge and no we we're past that the consciousness of the planet is, is rising so for people who are going to go through this hopefully you only have to go through it once so just do it right and do it in a way that empowers you instead of disempowers you and it's very easy to be disempowered if you go the traditional about the the old school of divorce but right now we are creating this new format which is the holistic divorce is taking all the emotions all the logistics into account and the end result is you know like you and I people who are living life and go like yeah come on buddy we'll help you go through it you know we're doing the thing that I wanted someone to have done for me when I was going through my divorce someone who had done it who could be my mentor and who will turn around hold my hand and say come on we can do this yeah it's gonna suck but you know, you're an ex-marine a lot of things suck but yeah. you know
0: you made it through everything this was uh this was the hardest thing i have gone through like um because it, it it shattered so many identities for me and I, and I talk about this a lot in the book but the biggest thing you know i really learned and this was uh said in a conference i went to a few weeks ago a business conference and i really loved it embrace pain to avoid suffering and his name is brian bogart he's amazing so that's what we need to do during divorce. And I know it's easier said than done. But like, when you get all the things that you just talked about, you, you learn to accept the truth, right? You learn to get help, you learn to get out of your head and into your body, you learn to forgive, and then you learn to process it and sit with the truths. You can avoid the suffering. right? It's not going to be easy, though. It's never easy. Like, it's not easy. Like, we see all these things like we don't hear all these billion dollar divorces i'm sure that's not easy either it doesn't matter what level of divorce you're on it's never going to be easy um but when you can learn to accept it and work through it and and get the right team you can come out an amazing human both sides because i'm co we're co-parenting pretty well there's no fights um and my daughter's happy and she's safe and that's what matters right so
1: exactly i i I said i'm not pro-divorce i'm not pro-marriage i'm pro-happy people so whatever rocks your boat but suffering it is it's optional and you know we don't have to do it and nowadays the the legal system allows us to do this you know we don't live in a society where it's like well you have to move into exile to divorce no no we're allowed to do it it's just this. Morally wrong understanding of it that it's so ridiculous to me and, and now I am going to use all my power to fight it because I think it is keeping people enslaved in a system that doesn't work. If you're not happy, it just is not worth it, my friend. You don't get brownie points for going into your deathbed and say, you know what, it sucked, but at least I still have the ring. It just doesn't work that way and and you're going to regret it and that's something that truly breaks my heart and I don't want it for anybody else. And I, when I was in that limbo divorce, the number of times that I said, you know what? It's not that bad. Just stay in it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And now I look at my life and I go, thank goodness I didn't because now life is great. And it's going to be even greater as I keep on growing, as I keep on expanding. All those fears that I had, there's nothing, nothing more powerful than walking through your fears. Just walk straight right past them. Seriously, you're untouchable after. I mean, very few things are gonna throw me. Of course, if if you put everything on the line and then you walk through the fire and you're fine, very few things are going to fuck with you. So, yeah, to me, it's like you said, it's painful. I never sugarcoat it. I never go like, you know, we're gonna go kumbaya. And you know, I actually think that it takes a lot of uh, skills. And it's my my method is ten steps, and I say none of those steps are fun, but we have to do them. I'm gonna be here with you. Come on, we're, we're going to get you to the other side. And that to me is, is the beautiful side.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's I, I talk about it all the time. It's like your past will never walk away with you until you find courage to slow the fuck down, accept all of who you are, work through it, move through it, and then you'll see who you truly are because yeah, you can't I, get through the struggle without feeling it. And that's what I like about your process. So.
1: and that's what the world needs come on i need to see people like you people like me you know people who are who have realized like hey we've got a gift here let's bring it out instead of spending all of our energy not arguing with our partner just because we're annoyed that they didn't wash the dishes like come on that's just we're just not happy anymore, you know it has yeah. to do with the dishes. It's, it's never like, about the dishes it's never about the dishes it's never about the garbage it's just about you going like i want something else and that's another thing. I talk about the, the life cycle of relationships. And you know, if you don't take care of them, those stages kind of accelerate rapidly and you get to the point where it's like, okay, that's it. We're done. Mm. And you know, again, we're not taught that. We're just taught that love will keep us together. No, love doesn't keep you together. It's a <laughs> commitment well. and a recommitment every day. Love is what say to me, you gotta let this man go. And he has to let you go. So you both can be happy. So, yeah, and, and now my children, I mean, they're freaking superhumans. That's another thing. Everybody's like, oh, my children are going to be traumatized. Let me say to you, your children only care that they're going to have two PlayStations, one on each house, very <laughs> <Yeah. pretty> much. <laughs> and they just want you to be happy. Seriously, they just want you to play with them and they want you to flourish. And so, yeah, your children will be more than okay. They, they'll thrive through this. So. Yeah, I hope that this gives clarity to some people. And if you're still like, oh, you two are full of it. I don't know. Follow our work. And- no, I don't,
0: I, don't, I don't think so. I think most people listening understand the idea. They know my story pretty well. And uh, my story is not uncommon for what happened. Um, but one, one question I would say, if, if someone's listening right now in the midst of maybe going through a divorce or a hard, hard, uh, we'll say breakup or whatever What is the one thing that you could say to them right now that will help them feel like seen and heard and accepted?
1: Call a divorce coach. And this is, don't call me if you feel like I'm I'm plugging, just call whoever, just seriously go on Instagram, hashtag divorce coach, Google it, divorce coach. We all work remotely, but that's your first stop. Okay. That's the person to talk to. They're going to hear you. They're going to see you. We may not love you on the first call, but you know, we'll get there. Mm -hmm. and um and then you get a better idea then you get a little bit more clarity i think that we get guided by the wrong people most of the time when it comes to divorce we hear other people's experiences and if they did the old school divorce that was probably a shit show so just go with someone who has walked that mountain made it to the top and you're like yeah that's what i want and just follow them and and again you don't have to hire us I put so much free content out there. I just want people to know there is a different way. A lot of people write back to me saying, thank you so much. I keep all your quotes. I listen to all your visualizations. I do all the exercises. I'm I'm paid. That to me is, is I'm giving yeah. back now. You know, like I, my life is sorted. I'm blessed with everything. I live in Hawaii. And <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't need anything else, but I do need a world full of happy people. And I don't want any more People with suicide tendencies, alcoholism, and all the other crap that comes from trying to stick to a contract that is just outdated.
0: Yeah, you don't have to be alone. That's uh, very powerful. And yes, it's just a set of outdated rules waiting for you to break them and set set yourself free for sure. That was awesome.
1: To me, the, the, the image that I say to people, you say they are very visual. It's like if you're staying in a marriage that doesn't work it's the equivalent of me seeing you with a flip phone and maybe like dude there are iphones you know about the iphone right what are you doing with a flip phone this is is got like all the apps and everything and that's how i feel like we are not in that level anymore you don't stay in a marriage for the children or because you feel financially secure come on there are ways and we can teach you all those ways so yeah I if you are in that position know that many of us were in that position we just found the right help and now we're living pretty amazing life so
0: this too will pass yes 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 Yes. (laughs) awesome and so you're working on a book what's the deal with that and what's the best way people can find you
1: yes the book is finally the compilation of all my methodology and all my work with my clients so i through a lot of uh, client stories, which I love because it gives you a, it kind of puts you in their shoes and it walks you through the process. And then I describe my ten process for healing. So the book is called The, Ho- the Holistic Divorce, a Practical 10 Step Process for Healing. I think that divorce is just a healing process that needs to happen as it is actually going on. Otherwise mm. it just be way more complicated. So yeah, uh, the book will be out hopefully November. You are an author as well. You know how this works. It's like the due date. <laughs> Let's hope it comes out that yeah. day. Uh, but until then, you can find me at, at Divorce for Love um, on Instagram, divorceforlove.com. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, gonna doubt. But yeah, mainly Divorce for Love. You have all the information there. And then also by the end of this year, once the book is finished, I am launching the Institute for Holistic Divorce which is going to be where I'm going to certify people, I'm going to train people to become certified coaches, divorce coaches on the holistic divorce, which again, is that one where we take in account the emotions and the um, logistics of divorce. Because I want an army of us, like there's so many people <laughs> yeah. that are ringing us now and it's like, I can't handle everybody and there's going to be even more. So. I just want that everybody that has a need for a coach can be matched with the person that works for them. And I know, you know, some people, my accent is incredibly disturbing or they don't want to work with a woman. So there's going to be a whole array of people out there.
0: I love it. I look forward to the book and the progress over the next year. And this was awesome. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you so much, George. This was so fun.
0: All right. All right. What an amazing episode. I get fired up when I talk about relationships with divorce now because literally they Thing that I was afraid of most has allowed me to find this amazing gift. And so speaking about gifts, I want to share with you a little snippet from the poem inside my book called The Search. And then end the podcast. The key to life is awareness of what you cannot control. Pain turns to wisdom and it bleeds deep within your heart and soul. The strength to surrender brings you closer to the freedoms you seek. Life is about choosing to accept all of who you are to unlock your inner mystery. (sighs) Oh, powerful, powerful, powerful. So if you listen to this podcast and you're in the middle of a relationship transition or you've gone through one or you know anyone who's going through one, remember the pain you're feeling right now is a sign that something greater is awaiting for you on the other side when you learn to step into everything you are afraid to face. And I know it's not easy. I know it's hard, I know it's difficult, but I promise There will be a day where you come back and see that this transition of relationships, this heartbreak you feel is the moment that changed everything and the moment you became who everything you were meant to be. Thanks again for listening. Do me a favor, share, review it, and I'll see you soon.